Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. Streets of Union City to your nighttime radio. Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey know. From 7 till 11. Live local and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live local and live. Call him at 1 800 283 101.5. And thank you. What is going on? That's Mike Rocket. I'm Steve Trevelisse, and we are hanging out till 11 o'clock tonight talking all things Jersey on this beautiful, ugly, but warm Tuesday night in New Jersey. And I'm going to get through, as always, is 1-800-283-101.5. Can't tell you how proud I am of my sons yesterday. Still thinking about the game. Looking at the highlights all day. When two brothers start throwing to each other, good things happen. Albert, the quarterback, letting the tight end. And uh, carrying people down the field. I tweeted it out at Real Steve Trev. Uh, so that's not what I want to talk about, though. What I do want to talk about, we're going to talk about James Corden later on and that whole restaurant debacle. We'll get into that. Uh, of course, headlines and Trev lines. What I uh, do want to start off with, though, uh, is this whole idea of whether police should be allowed at polling places. And uh, I don't know what the problem is. I know, uh, you know, in this ever-changing world in which we live in, there have been objections from progressive activists. um, And they said, yeah, we're not going to have police uh, be around the voting booths. And now the legislature is saying, well, maybe uh, we can unwind that part of the law. The current restriction keeps police 100 feet away from polling places or drop boxes for vote-by-mail ballots unless they are called to respond to an emergency or helping with the delivery of election materials such as ballots at the end of the day. Now, this is from Michael Simon's article at NJ1015.com. Now, this law was enacted only nine months ago. Uh, Responding to concerns about the prospect of voter intimidation among minority residents uncomfortable with the presence of law enforcement after a lifetime of disparate treatment. Why is it our problem if you're afraid irrationally? Because there's no reason to be afraid of the police. If they're doing their jobs, if the police are intimidating in 2022, if there's a police officer intimidating minorities or anybody, you pretty much figure we're going to know about it. And if we do know about it, you figure charges are going to be filed. You know, this isn't uh, this isn't the Tammany Hall. We're not going back to the uh, 1920s. We're talking about 2022 New Jersey. And I don't understand why. It should be a problem to have police at the voting booths. And I want to know what you think. 1-800-283-101.5. I think if they're thinking about allowing it again, either the pendulum is going back the other way or we're smartening up as a society. Uh, Security concerns were voiced by opponents during the original debate, were amplified after the massacre in May at an elementary school in Uvalde. Uh, Schools used as polling places were allowed to switch to remote learning um, for the primary in June. Now, that has Democrats acting to already change the law to allow police in plain clothes, not regular uniforms at some polls. Again, what difference does it make? 
Does anybody feel intimidated by a police presence at the polls when they go to vote? Very important election coming up, the midterms. A lot of things could change. We're seeing things change. You know, we're seeing America wake up and uh, say enough of this. So the idea that we would now consider unwinding the law that would allow the police at the polls, to me, is a good thing. It just makes sense. Do you feel safe when you vote? And if you don't, at least there's a police officer there. What about if there are no police there and people feel intimidated by who they're voting for, depending on who's around the polls at the time? Politicians go out and work the polls. They send their people to work the polls. Do you feel safer or unsafe with a police presence when you go to vote? 1-800-283-101.5. I don't understand why they did this in the first place. And again, is it our job if you're afraid to change the entire law to alleviate fears of people? Scared good a dog. 1-800-283-101.5. But don't take the police away from the voting booths. If anything, the police could actually keep peace at the voting booths. Should there be any confrontation? Should there be any problems with people's, you know, voting preferences? 1-800-283-101.5. This is like a no-brainer. I don't understand why this law was enacted in the first place. Oh, some people are afraid. Well, Well, wait a minute. Why is that my problem? Why is that your problem? Jason's in Washington on New Jersey 101.5. Jason, what are you thinking? Uh, I am fully on board with allowing law enforcement to have a presence at our polling places. I think it's a presence that should be there. There is plenty of options for those that don't feel they want to be at a polling place. Just look at everything that they've pushed with mail-in ballots for everything with COVID, with what they've done for people that have issues with transportation. There's options out there, number one. And number two, we have to stop, you know, restricting and giving in to the narrative that's out there. During this conversation, and I listened to all of the testimony for both of last week's sessions. Right. Because I'm involved in some of the other bills that are up right now. Um, Listening through all of this, some of our representatives get the fact that when you create these locations where law enforcement is not available it becomes an open opportunity absolutely absolutely and and to have the ignorance of some of the statements that well law enforcement can be available they can respond there in an emergency the problem is once the emergency has already happened and the 911 call needs to happen you are already so far beyond in that response and the escalation that needs to occur when you're trying to protect the public from a threat that I can't even comprehend how those statements would make sense to some of our representation. Jason, if those people who are, are against this were in need, you know, were in an emergency situation at a polling place and needed a police officer and had to wait for the response for them to get there, how would they feel in that situation? You know, it's it's, it's like Star Trek. It's like the needs of the few are now outweighing the needs of the many. 
Absolutely. And it's an ongoing dialogue. And I understand some of the concerns from sections of the community because there is some very negative interactions that have happened in this state and other states with certain segments of our communities. Okay, but if there's a problem, then you take it to court. You have police. And and again, in 2022, you, you know, you can't atone for all times. All you can do is move forward. And say, all right, this is how it is now. Should we just take the police away from every, you know, everywhere because of previous situations? There are bad cops. There were bad cops, but there were more good cops. They may, again, needs of the few. It's Star Trek. That's exactly. That's exactly it. You know, we talked about there was complaints about some of the ballot drop locations being at police stations, sheriff's offices, so forth. Okay, move them to a church then. You know, wherever they are during the day, right. There's not a police presence. There is options available that still lead towards a common sense approach for society as a whole. And that's the thing. You have to take care of society as a whole. Jason, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Your thoughts, 1-800-283-101.5. New Jersey may let police back at the polling places. Should they? I say yes. What do you say? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. in New Jersey, 101.5. Fast traffic. 1.5. Presenting a town hall tomorrow night. Superstorm Sandy, 10 years later. Can you believe it's been 10 years? Tomorrow night at 7, join news anchor Eric Scott, chief meteorologist Dan Zaro. We'll look back at Superstorm Sandy. We'll look forward to ask uh, top New Jersey experts if they're ready to be stronger than the storm. That's what we were. That's what we are. New Jersey 101.5 Town Hall on Superstorm Sandy 10 years later. Tomorrow night at 7, watch it on NJ1015.com or listen on your radio or on our free app. I was on all night, the night of Superstorm Sandy. And Ray Rossi was on last night talking about it, and I blogged about it at nj1015.com, and you could hear, read about what it was like to spend the night with you, and so many months later. But right now, uh, the current restriction keeps police 100 feet away from polling places or drop boxes in New Jersey for vote-by-mail ballots unless they're called to respond to an emergency. Uh, Now... They're thinking about rescinding that law, rolling it back so that the police can be present at the polling places. Do you have a problem with that? I have the problem with the fact that they were told they're not allowed to be at the polling places. I would like the police to be there. I have no problem with the police. I'd like them to be there. I have no problem whether they're there or not. But I don't think they should be kept away because other people are afraid of the police Again, you know, uh, are we governing for everybody or are we governing for for those who live in fear? And if you're afraid of the police, why? 1-800-283-101.5. If you're afraid of the police, why is that my problem? Phoebe's in Matawan on New Jersey 101.5. Phoebe. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Love your show. Love how you guys run the gamut of topics. And um, I have to say on this one, uh, you are 100%. I I believe the police should be allowed. Um, that is their job, to maintain and uphold the law. I think um, that fear that people are talking is ludicrous. It's a matter of political uh, preference because... You know, in the case of an emergency, who is the first person they call? The police. Everybody. There's a, 
Exactly. Yeah. So they are analyzing everything the police do with a fine tooth comb. But when it comes, when it hits the fan, who do they call? Um, I think it's ridiculous. It's just, like I said, crock the fear. There's, there's absolutely no fear. It's just a matter of political preference. All right. Thanks for the call, Phoebe, to New Jersey 101.5. Again, so if people are going to be afraid of police, then should we just eliminate the police to alleviate the fear? Are you afraid of police if you go to a concert because they're there? Are you afraid of police if you go to court because they're there? Wherever you go. Are you afraid of police when you go to a school street corner? You know, a crossing guard. you afraid of the police? They want you to get rid of all police. But no, they can't be at the polling booths. Why? If you have a problem, you probably have more of a problem with someone who's going to vote differently than you, of course, than you would with the police. And if there is a problem, who better to break it up than the police? You have a large group of people coming to one place. You need police. 1-800-283-101.5. Tom's in Morris County in New Jersey, 101.5. Hey, Tom. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How about you? Doing really well. What do you think? So, I I don't have a problem with police officers. I just think having that militant aspect to our voting, it's, it's just not the road I want to go down. How is it a militant aspect? Well, are they forcing you to vote? Are they trying to sway you how they want you to vote? I mean, I don't understand how the police are militant. No, I, I, I just think it. they aren't militant, but I feel like that's, the first step, and I'm not against first step in what? Them. Do like why as a society, a free society, do we need a police presence at to keep the peace so that there are no but problems? Why, why, Tom, when you go ahead, I want you go. Problem? No, I mean it's a greater problem that we need police to keep peace around voting. We need police to keep peace around anywhere there are large groups of people. Voting is a possibility why, because you have people who have different opinions why, coming together. Why for, why for 200 and whatever, 40 years have we been able to do it without a police presence? But now it's, you always had a police presence at the polls. Only, rately, uh, only lately did they remove the police presence. I, Tom, if we're going to talk at the same time, you're going to go. We have to have a dialogue. I let okay. you talk. Now I get to talk. See the way it works? It's like a dance. All right. And you already went, right? You asked me, for 200 years we didn't have police, and I'm saying, of course we did. Police were always at the... Only lately did they have a law that said you can't. When you have large groups of people gathering at a place, there's no problem with a police presence there. And they're all coming. And they're coming with different opinions. If anything, I don't see it as militant. I see it as keeping peace. Okay, well, Your turn. we disagree. Okay. No, I, I disagree. I voted for a long time. I've never seen cops there. But it depends on where you are, how big the place is that you're, you know, that you're voting. You know, if you're voting yeah. in your small town, but if you're voting in a, in a giant spot, like in a big city, then you probably would. Like, I vote in Roosevelt, yeah. a very small town. Do you vote in a small town or a big town? It's a small town, but I think that's, that's why. the other thing is, yeah, but the other thing is that, you know, next thing you know, small towns like, like I even agree, I disagree with having police at some of the schools where it's such a small town. But I, I just don't think it's needed. I think that. All right, but do you think they should be kept away? I, I just think it speaks to 
like common sense, right? Like maybe in a city like Roosevelt or Newark, you need police. But well, but Roosevelt's like nine hundred people. Newark is a different okay, story. But, yeah. but what happens is it gets rolled out across the whole state. Everyone needs two cops. You know, and it's just, it's ridiculous. No, no, no. I mean, I don't see that. I'm just, what they're saying is you can't put them anywhere. I don't think people are going to require them to be there. Yeah. I mean, that's a different story. I I would say, can we agree on as needed? Yeah, no, I'm not against cops being there. I just think it leads to, um, sometimes when you have a police presence, it leads to people being amped up, being more aggressive, being more, um, you know, like if you take the school... Well, if you take if you look at the school um, board meetings, right? Right. Now there's a police presence at them. They're never used because to there's and a police. Now has, wait a minute, Tom. There's a police presence there be uh, in those situations because people got amped up, amped up, and people were threatened. I gotta let you go, but thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Jennifer, Meg, hold on. It's seven thirty. Now the latest New Jersey news. I've- Weather brought to you by BQ Basements and Concrete. Snow can take its toll on your basement or crawl space if moisture gets in. It can leave behind mold and other dangerous allergens. It also decreases your property's value. Make sure you have a dry and healthy home. Visit basementsbybq.com to schedule a free no-obligation inspection. Steve Trevelisse. Okay, so uh, there was a law saying, there is a law saying police have to stay 100 feet away from the polls during elections. And uh, now the uh, lawmakers in New Jersey considering rolling that back, allowing police to be stationed at schools and senior centers. Your thoughts on this? I got a Twitter poll up. Should there be a police presence at New Jersey polling places? I don't mean police presence as in they're going to stand there in front of the polling places lined up. I'm saying just should they be allowed to be there, you know, to... uh, uh, Keep the peace. Should any problems break out, you're you're talking about places where, and not everywhere. Like if you vote in a small town, they don't need a police officer there. Big deal. If you vote in a big town where you've got a lot of people coming uh, with different opinions, you may need someone there to keep the peace just in case anything can go wrong. And if the reason is, well, there are people who are afraid of the police, so we need to keep the police away. I don't know. Do we have any records of uh, voter intimidation caused by the police in New Jersey? No, that I know of. And if we do, what happened in that situation? How was that officer dealt with? I got a Twitter poll up and 74 votes. We put it about 10 minutes ago. Uh, 59.5% say yes, there should be a police presence. 40.5% say no. Meg is in Doylestown. Hey, Meg, what's up? Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I'm so happy to hear about your sons. Good job. Oh, thank you. What do you think about this? Well, to hear that somebody doesn't want the police anywhere, that they don't want them, my big question is, why? <laughs> because the, because they're saying of past experience uh, is, is what the... Uh, is what the, the reason is. Uh, after a lifetime of disparate treatment, uh, there are people, minority residents, uncomfortable with the presence of law enforcement. Well, again, what happened, one has nothing to do with the other as far as I'm concerned. We're talking about right now. Exactly. You need the police uh, there to keep the peace and 
Who's against keeping the peace? Not me. <laughs> well, me neither, Meg. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Jennifer's in Bedminster on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Jennifer. Hi there. I How couldn't agree with you more. To Thank the, you. the person who called in two callers ago, right. I don't know how he just automatically jumped to a police presence equals militant. Yeah. Um, I don't feel that way at all. I don't understand that logic. That's and the in problem. This day and age, in this day and age, if you're doing the right thing, then you never have to worry about police presence if you're doing the right thing. And you know what? If everybody did the right thing, you wouldn't have to have this conversation right now. If you're doing the right thing and someone else is doing the wrong thing, you want the police presence. Exactly. And last time I checked, um, do they not know what's going on in America at school? Mm -hmm. I mean, where is all this crazy stuff happening? So why not have police, you know, around the schools on certain days just to have a presence, even just walking about? Well, that's a different story. We've talked about police, you know, uh, police officers protecting the schools, you know, from shooters. We just just being in the building would make such a difference. And we've done that topic. Right. But this is like just for the polling, you know, that's being done at schools, this senior centers, you know, again, it, it's a, and they're peace all I know officers. Is all, yeah. All I know is that we want to teach the youth to respect police and we want police to respect youth. There's a reason why school districts have police partner with school districts. And Absolutely. If, if children are going with their parents to the polling locations, doesn't that set a good example when the police actually know the families and the families know the police? You, you, you nailed it. You know what? And the idea that if you start a great relationship with the police from your youth, you're not likely to get in trouble, nor will you be intimidated or afraid of them as you get older. And, if you do the right thing. It's you, not that difficult. No. And you're more inclined to do the right thing if you meet with the police at an early age. Jennifer, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. A couple of years ago, there was a football coach in Camden uh, who had a problem, made the players take a knee, and uh, it was a whole thing back in the knee-taking days. And my thing was, you know, it, why not... Instead of, uh, you know, and he, he had a problem with the way his grandmother was treated in New Orleans in the 30s. And, and my thing was, well, why not bring the police who are in the same town, have the police officers come in and visit with the players and set up relationships so that the players get to know the police. They're in the same town. And that's the way you build bridges. That's the way you solve problems, getting everybody together. So if students see police officers at a young age, they're less likely to be intimidated or afraid of them. And they also, again, form relationships that can help them throughout their lives. Dan's in Howell on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Dan. Hey, how you doing? Steve? Good. How about you? Uh, all right. Hey, uh, I agree with you 100%. But how about just putting plain clothesmen inside and let them mix with the crowd? Then nobody sees uniforms. They, they'll get all paranoid. Who cares? Police are police. Let them be police. Uh, you know what? They're, by the same yeah, token, but, I could say maybe there are people who would like the idea that I'm going to go and I'm going to I'm going to go vote in a town that's pretty much on the left. I'm on the right. I don't want to hear any crap when I go, or vice versa. I. I, I what the way things are today, though, as far as people get all paranoid, it's, just, it's nuts. It's well, again, well, you know, you know, you, you know, you fix the way things are today, you start changing. Yeah. 
right? How, how did they yeah. get to be that way? How did they get to be this way? Somebody changed the way it was. Dan, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Uh, and again, you know, and, and things are changing. The pendulum is swinging back. People are getting disgusted. You know, uh, the, the, the road they were led down two years ago turned out not to be the yellow brick road. It turned out to be the highway to hell. And that's where we are right now. Go take a look at how much money you don't have. Go take a look at how much you're paying for gas. Go take a look at what's costing you to live your life and the quality of that life. But that's a whole other story. But now people are going to go, and uh, if they really have a problem with the way things are, they can do something about it at the polls. Should the police be allowed to be at those polls? I say yes. I got a Twitter poll coming up. I'll give you the latest results. But let me ask you a question. Have you ever gone to physical therapy and they just pass you around to a different therapist almost every visit? Or they give you hot packs, cold packs, some exercise, and then send you home? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, and frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions, and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Shrewsbury, Flemington, and Woodcliffe Lake, so you know there's one near you. For more details, call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. New Jersey's new... 101.5, Steve Trevelis. Asking the musical question... Uh, tweeting out the musical question, should police be allowed at New Jersey polling places? Should there be a presence? 98 votes, 58.6 say yes, 41.4% say no. Governor Murphy, we do need to have police officers in our schools when it comes to polling. Our schools are targeted. Our schools are places that children spend 90% of their time. Uh, who said senior centers are similarly hosts of vulnerable groups that could use additional protection. So the governor's in favor of it. Uh, how do you feel? one 800 283-101.5. Maureen is in Spring Lake on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mo. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm doing pretty well. I definitely agree that there should be a police presence in this day and age. And I'll tell you why. Good. My son's principal uh, growing up in Houston, uh, he, he was the principal of the boys' school, coming out of a Houston Astros game last July and was shot and killed. Oh, wow. And um, so there, there should be no doubt that there should be a presence because of how heated people get. And you never know when somebody is going to pull a gun. Um, Having said that, I Uh do agree that some good could come out of it by building relationships. Yes. I, I remember taking my three kids into the polls down in Houston. Right. Um, I've never seen, you know, I, I moved up back up here in 2016. I've, I, I can say where I voted and it was in inner city limits in Houston. Right. Uh, never saw police presence. Um, and I haven't seen it down here, you know, at the beach since I've been back. But in this day and age, I do feel like, and what's going on with our schools, wasn't there a shooting yesterday? You know what? It comes down to, is anyone really going to not vote because they see a police officer at the polling place? 
I mean, no. yeah, if you're afraid, you know, I know what to say. You know, if you're afraid, it's not my problem. There's no reason to be afraid of the police at the polls. Exactly. As as simple as that. All right, Maureen, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Taylor's in Newark on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Taylor. Hey, man, how you doing? Can you hear me okay? I'm on my mobile unit. Oh, uh, you sound great. What are you thinking? Uh, yes, sir, we should, 100%. As I was telling your producer, right. the whole insurrection was because folks didn't agree to the vote, and look what happened. You know, they wanted to turn the whole country upside down, what he did. Right. So, yeah, we, we definitely need... Uh, police officers are at the voters' poll, you know. Yeah, it's it's not they're not out there to intimidate you or persuade your vote by no means, just to make sure that it, you can safely exercise the right that's been given to us. There you go. You know, I mean, come on, man. That's what yeah. I mean. You know what? That, that's that's Biden's line. Come on, man. I mean, you know, it, it's it's silly. <laughs> it's silly. They're yeah. there to make it a, a, able to make it easy for you to vote, so you don't catch any crap on your way to making your vote. Yeah, because I'm there voting for some party, whatever, uh, Democrat, Republican, or Independent. And as you stated, I heard your comment said, I don't need you to be telling me, well, you shouldn't, you know, do this guy, this lady, because your personal preference, come on. I mean, the uh, last time I checked, the democracy is the right to have that option, you know. But Exactly. I, I don't know, man. Yes, sir. But you always going to have that. I mean, you always going to have folks going to oppose it because their own personal reason. No, we don't need them there because they're going to intimidate folks. They're going to do this and do that. But that's hey, if we're going to do reality, that. We really need it. Yeah. If yeah. we're going to do that, why even have police? If we're going to be afraid, if, if we're going to worry uh, about amen. people who are afraid of the police. Taylor, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. How ludicrous is that? We're going to take the police away from the polls because there are people who are afraid of the police. The needs of the few, Star Trek, the needs of the few <laughs> outweighing the needs of the many. one 800 Rich, Ruben, I want to give you guys more time. Please hang out. Uh, very simple question. Should there be police allowed at New Jersey polling places? They changed the law about nine months ago, and now they're thinking about changing it back. I think they're realizing it's not working out too well. And this election coming up, one of the most important elections of our time, the midterms. It's where we get to uh, make a stand against all that has been wrong in the last couple of years, if you really feel that way. And if you don't, and you want to go along with the program, either way, you need to know that you could safely cast your vote. 1-800-283-101.5. Now, this law was enacted nine months ago, responding to concerns about the prospect of voter intimidation among some minority residents uncomfortable with the presence of law enforcement after a lifetime of dis- disparate treatment. If you were intimidated at the polls by the police, please, I'd love to hear your story, because I don't think it exists. Jersey Radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve Trevelis talking to you till 11 o'clock tonight. No, three hours. And we got a lot to talk about at 1 800 283 101.5. About to read about at nj1015.com. Uh, we'll talk about some great Jersey Shore restaurants. Do check out my post at nj1015.com where next week is restaurant week at the Jersey Shore. So uh, I'm giving you a bunch of restaurants taken from my listeners, social media following and all. Uh, not only where to go. 
to eat at the Jersey Shore, but what to order when you get there. That's on NJ1015.com. Uh, as are all the great Bruce lyrics. You know, uh, nobody writes better than Bruce Springsteen. I don't want to say that, but let's say few people uh, write better or as good as Bruce Springsteen, who puts you in the room. And uh, whether you love or hate Bruce politically, there was a time when he had a major influence on your life. And some of his words may have changed your life. And what I did was I asked, what were those words that changed people's lives? And uh, I got them for you at NJ1015.com. For me, it's a town full of losers. I'm pulling out of here to win. When you're growing up in Marlboro and a guy in Freehold writes that, you can definitely identify in the 70s. I guess it's a lot different now. I don't know. 1-800-283-101.5. Okay. We're not talking about a dream and trying to make it real. We're talking about the idea of allowing police at the polling places. For the last nine months, they weren't allowed to because some people were upset by that. Uh, so now they're saying, well, maybe we should let them back. Uh, schools, senior citizen centers, should there be a police presence? 1-800-283-101.5. I got ye old Twitter poll up, and uh, we've got 115 votes. 57.4% say yes, the police should be allowed back at the polling places. 42.6% say no. And uh, I want to get what you're thinking about this. Ruben is in Sayerville on New Jersey 101.5. Ruben, what's up? Hey, Big Steve. Listen, I know you can't say this because you're a nice guy, but I'm going to say it. What's that? The only people that are afraid of the police are criminals. You know, I would think that. But yet, for some reason, there are people who believe that there are people who are just intimidated by the police. And if that's the way it was in the old country, it's not like this here. And if it is like this here, there are so many places where you can go and call it out. And in 2022, get so much support behind you that you shouldn't worry. If anything, you should feel safer with the police there, knowing that no one's going to challenge your vote or stop you from making it right rube of course of course but you know the word using intimidated that's another word for saying that you're a criminal basically yeah if you're intimidated by police then why are you because you're a criminal now, you know what? I, I get what you're saying, but it really, I, I don't think it's totally that, though. You know, I, I get the idea that the the people who are criminals should be intimidated. But also, if there were people who say, you know, came into this country by whatever means, and in the old country, they were intimidated by a police presence, that doesn't mean that in this country we have to change the laws to accommodate you. Listen, I'm a law-abiding citizen. No. I'm not afraid of any police, ever. Nor should you be. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they're paid to protect you. You know, Lubin, you, you're making too much sense. What are you doing here? <laughs> what, am I, what am I doing in New Jersey, exactly? All right. Yeah, Ruben, we're glad you're here. Nice. We're calling New Jersey 101.5. You want a voice or reason? I'll give you a voice or reason. Uh, the voice of reason is in Sayerville, and his name is Rich. What's up, my friend? <laughs> hey, how you doing, Steve? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing okay. You know, people that don't want police presence anywhere, not just polling, you hear them, they don't want them on the street corners, they don't want them here, they don't want them in their cars. No, they need them. But you need them. I mean, they're the first ones you're going to call regardless of what's going on. Now, this country recently, in the last couple of years, has sold people on this crazy 
idea that the police are bad and criminals should be made martyrs or let go, not kept in jail. And a prime example is New York City. Uh, I got family there. I'm getting them out to go down to Florida because it's not safe for them. They're in their 80s, my parents. How do they not see that? Like, how do all the people that came up with this stupidity not see what New York looks like right now? Not see how everybody's, you know, running to, 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 to New Jersey from New York? Right. Well, they see it. They just, you know what it is? It, it's, they're brainwashed on this. There's, there's organizations that I'm not going to name. There's politicians. And they all went way too far. And they, they had all that defunding. And all these, all these Democratic cities that defunded the police now have no police. They're all quitting. And nobody wants to take the job because they're not backed. Yeah. They, cre- they created their own problem. And now that the election's up, and not only Republicans, but Democrats are now saying, hey, enough's enough. This is crazy. And they're turning on their own. And hopefully the elections show that you can't keep doing this because it's not right. You know what? Now, now that's what they're finding out. You know, and hopefully this changes things. Yes. Yeah. Rich, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Paul is in Stanhope on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, Paul? Hi, how are you? I'm I just good. wanted to tell you that I am pro-police presence at the polls. Right. And, the re- and I agree with Ruben that part of the reason is that there are criminals that are afraid to show up at, at, at a place where there is a police presence and that they're afraid of getting arrested. Maybe they have a warrant. Now, this administration has catered to criminals, and they cater to the criminal vote. And this is why I feel in lo- in a large part that the Democratic Party wants to continue that kind of thinking, you know what I mean? And and garner the votes of criminals and protect the votes of criminals. I mean, we saw it during the pandemic where people were released from prison and jails uh, with the excuse of COVID-19 and crowding. And now we're left with this big situation here. You know what I mean? And the other thing I want to say is one of your sponsors tonight mentioned Tom Kane and the commercial that they ran and they said, you know, we uh, can't listen. That we don't. We, we don't want to get into the commercials. I mean, you know that, what I mean? But there that's, is yeah, but, no but again, abortion ban. There's no abortion ban in New Jersey whatsoever. So we get this kind of division. Well, again, but you see, this is the Paul, party that This is the way they rule. It's by divide and conquer. You know, and that that's kind of like you know they keep everybody split. They keep everybody separated, so nobody can agree on anything. Now we've got the police being uh, the policeman is no longer our friend. The policeman is the bad guy. But again, the idea of a police presence at the polls shouldn't be a problem. And thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. It's not, but again, when I say police presence, I'm not saying like they got to show up in force. Like when you go to the poll, there's going to be cops all over the place. I'm saying if, you know, there should be no problem if there are police officers there. In a small town, you probably don't need one, nor would you be required to have one. But if you wanted one, they shouldn't be kept 100 feet away, which is what the current law is now, the law that they're considering changing. 
New Jersey may let police back at the polling places, but only some of them. Michael Simons wrote it at NJ1015.com. Current restriction keeps police 100 feet away from the polling places or drop boxes or vote-by-mail ballots unless they are called to respond to an emergency or are helping with the delivery of election materials, such as ballots at the end of the day. Now, the law was enacted just nine months ago. So it hasn't been going on a long time. Uh, Responding to concerns about the prospect of voter intimidation among some minority residents uncomfortable with the presence of law enforcement after a lifetime of disparate treatment. Okay, who got intimidated trying to cast a vote? And what were the numbers that were so strong that we decided to make it illegal for police officers to be within 100 feet of a polling place? Call me. I want to hear that story. Were you ever intimidated by police officers when you went to cast your vote? 1-800-283-101.5. Bigger question, should there be a police presence at New Jersey polling places? Pete, hold on. Here's New Jersey. Hold on. Do I have to read anything? Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. The baseball playoffs are here. The Bed Park Sportsbook and Casino app has you covered for baseball postseason. Bed Parks is everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook. Join Bed Parks with me now. It's the only casino and sportsbook app that I recommend. Bet college football, pro football, bet the birds every week, bet Penn State. Notre Dame, Georgia. Bet all your favorite college teams. Live in-game betting. You can bet on the action as it happens. Download the Bet Parks app right now. New users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back, and your first bet is not a winner. BetParks.com is all the details. Sportsbook and casino all in one amazing app. Bet on more than the score. Bet on player performances like who scores touchdowns. Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app where odds, slots, bets, and games all come together right in your pocket. Join me with Bet Parks right Right now, must be 21 in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Here's fast traffic. Brought to you by Robert Tkansky of Remax First Advantage. Breast cancer is the most common cancer among women in New Jersey. Schedule your regular breast cancer screenings today. Early detection saves lives. Brought to you by New Jersey 101.5 and Rob Tkansky of Remax First Advantage. Visit him at robcellsnj.com. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Should police be allowed at New Jersey polling places? I got the Twitter poll up. Michael Simons wrote the story at nj1015.com. 120 votes. Uh, 59.2% say yes. 40.8% say no. Pete's and Ewing on New Jersey 101.5. What's happening, kiddo? Uh, not much. I was at a great baseball game the other night, or other day. Oh, yeah? Which one? Out of Phillies, you went. Oh yeah, we, me and my son, he he wanted to go really bad, so we uh we paid the the high price. What'd you pay for the ticket? Uh, two hundred and fifty dollars for the nosebleeds. Two hundred. You're a good dad. Hey, no, I have a great son. You're a good dad with a great son. Yeah, he paid for him. That's why. Ah, even better. Look at that. How old is your son? He uh, he's eighteen, just freshman year of college now. So, how about that? That's um, great. Yeah, it was awesome, man. But um, let's see. Um, you know, I, I don't think the police need to be there. I ain't never had an issue, seen an issue at the polls. Well, they shouldn't be prohibited from being there, right? Well, I mean, why should they not be allowed uh, to be there? Well, police give me bad anxiety. Nine years ago. 
I was put in ICU by five police officers because I had a seizure. Okay, but that's a different story. You know, I mean, we're, we're not talking about this has nothing to do with being at a poll. And this has to do with you in a situation with police. So should police. But again, should police not be allowed anywhere that you travel because you had a bad experience with the police? That's not that's not it. Though. That is it. I'm saying that like, I mean, they're out there on the roads policing. Right. Why would they need to be at the polls? How much how much, um, you know, crime, you know, people breaking the law at the polls have you seen? Again, well, again, we don't know. You know, we don't, I don't know how much, what if people go to, first of all, you got a lot of people coming at the same time, depending if it's a big city. If it's a small town, not a problem. If it's a big town, then it's something different. So now people are coming. So you've got large groups of people and that's where you want security. Also, if you've got people coming with different opinions, especially in today's climate where fights break out, protests happen, there's all kinds of rioting that goes on. You never know what could happen. Not that that would ever happen at a Jersey poll, but again, I don't see the reason why they should not be allowed at the polls. If anything, it makes people feel safe. Should. It makes people feel safer casting their vote, knowing they can go in and cast their vote hassle-free, without any BS coming from somebody else possibly casting a different vote. Hey, I disagree, but hey, we're allowed to have our own opinions, right? Exactly. And there's no copy of the government. Alright, 1-800-283-101.5 That's the thing that's so crazy about this. You know, uh, out of nowhere. Now, uh, the legislature is looking to unwind part of the law which limited police presence at polling places by allowing cops to be stationed at schools or senior citizens. Why would anybody have a problem with this? If you're going to cast your vote, does it matter to you if there's a police officer there? Does it make you uh, intimidated? Are you afraid to cast your vote? Do you feel like you're going to be intimidated by the police over your vote? 1-800-283-101.5. And then the idea that, you know, we're, we're doing this because there are some people who are afraid of the police... Well, then what do we do now? You know, is it the needs of the many, the needs of the one, the needs of the few? How does this work out? The law was enacted nine months ago, responding to concerns about the prospect of voter intimidation among some minority residents uncomfortable with the presence of law enforcement after a lifetime of disparate treatment. Well, we've had a number of people from all different ethnicities calling this radio station the last uh, 90 minutes. I think we had two people. Neither of which I think is minority who had a problem with this. 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about it? Security concerns were voiced by opponents during the original debate, amplified after the massacre in May at the elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. Schools used as polling places were allowed to switch to remote learning for the primary in June. Says Governor Murphy, we do need to have police officers in our schools when it comes to polling. Our schools are targeted. Our schools are places that our children spend 90% of their time. Senior citizens are similarly hosts of vulnerable groups that could use additional protection. Okay, fine. The idea, I mean, if students see police in school at a young age, they get the first of all, they're not afraid of the police at a young age. They're taught not to fear the police. They're taught that the policeman could actually be their friend. They establish relationships with the police. But this is not even about that. The police is simply there at the polls. People are coming and they're voting. 
and it's a security thing. Or not. Donald is in South Jersey on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Donald. Well, it's Donald, but... Uh, I, I thought, did I say Donald? What, 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 was I, what did you say? Daryl. Oh, Daryl. Okay, you got, you're here, you're Donald. But we'll call you Daryl. Do you have another brother, Daryl, and Larry? Never mind. I have many, actually. <laughs> okay. You know Larry, Daryl, and Daryl, right? Yep, I sure do. Okay, so what are you thinking? Okay, what I'm thinking is that you have to, like, probably go back a little ways. I, like I said, I'm 62 years old. Right. And I come from a neighborhood which was which was all black. Right. And we had, we had a, a bad time with our cops. Mostly because we had more white cops than we had black during the t- during these times, and I have I've had a lot of problems with the cops for different reasons, and the d- reasons weren't because I was a thug or I was a drug dealer or any of those kind of things. Yeah, but Donald, that doesn't exist today. We can't live in the past. We have it to go does, forward. It does it, it exists today? You you don't you don't know it because you don't live it. Okay, if it's existing today and somebody and a police officer is intimidating a voter, then that needs to be brought to the surface, and that officer will be charged. Well, well, I'll, I'll tell you this. No, well, how about people just not going to vote because of the existing problems? I went out. If they don't vote because of the existing problems, they can vote by mail. They can vote at home. There's so many ways to vote besides going to the polls. In fact, today they practically discourage you from going okay, so, to the polls. Go ahead. So, yeah, so why take away a right of someone? We're not taking away anybody's rights. You're choosing yeah. not to go. No, you don't choose. I want to. If I want to go, and right. I can't because. Because of ABC, what, what might happen to me for whatever reason, that's not But my that's choice. your fear. That's not what's going to happen to you. They're two different things. It has happened. Where? It has happened to me in other situations. Okay, but it hasn't happened to you in this situation, and that's what we're talking well, about. You, well, you don't. Well, no, people don't go to vote because of that situation, because they've been through other situations. If they're not voting, again, so, so that means that we should take cops away so that nobody should, have, nobody should have police officers, even those that want them. Again. Well, well why? No, but, but, but I'm asking you, why should they want a police officer if they're only voting? If you're only voting, because why when should you, you want a police officer? Again, we're not saying they want. We're saying they should be able to be there. You just said that. You just said that. You said people want it. Now, I'm okay, there are people that want it. I got a poll here. I'll tell you. I got a poll right here of people that want it. I'll give it to you right now. And I have okay, I'll tell you what I just said. And this is the Twitter poll that I put up, right? I got 127 votes, 59.8 wanted. But listen, Donald, I got it the news. We got to agree to disagree here. It's 831. Now the latest New Jersey news from NJ. Point five. Weather brought to you by New Jersey Lottery. The New Jersey Lottery gives you a chance to win every two minutes with Cash Pop, where winning is as easy as matching one number and Quick Draw, which gives you the chance to win up to a million dollars every two minutes is another shot. So play today. Why? Because anything can happen in New Jersey. Even uh, getting intimidated when you go to cast your vote because the police are there. Do you believe that? Should there be a police presence at New Jersey polling places? Now, it never used to be a problem, but then uh, there was a law that said uh, police had to stay 100 feet away from polling places in New Jersey. And this was enacted nine months ago, and it's the current restriction. And uh, now uh, there's talk among lawmakers about uh, unwinding that law to letting the police into schools, letting the police into senior centers. Uh, 
How do you feel about this? 1-800-283-101.5. Why was the law enacted in the first place? Well, this was because of concerns about the prospect of voter intimidation among some minority residents uncomfortable with the presence of law enforcement after a lifetime of disparate treatment. Now, here's, here's my, my question here, and, and we just had Daryl on, and he's a nice guy. I mean, I, I, he brought up a point. And I had to hit the news. I was a minute late for the news. But the idea that there are people, believes that there are people who would be afraid to go cast their vote if they thought police were at the polls. to Because of, I guess, things that happened in the past. Voter intimidation. So I don't have any calls right now. I was going to change the topic. But I'm going to keep it going for another segment. Just to ask you, have you ever been intimidated by police... When you went to cast a vote in New Jersey. And I got it. I don't want to go back to the 60s. I don't want to go back to the 70s. I don't want to go back to the 80s or 90s. I want to go back to like now. Last election, maybe. You know, the last election, which was basically taken away from the voters. And oh, my God, what he just said. But I mean, you know, it was a mail-in ballot. Nobody went to the polls in that election. So do you have you ever experienced Voter intimidation by the police in New Jersey. I'm willing to guess no. Are you afraid? Would you be afraid to go to the polls and cast your vote? Is this the idea that if if there were police at the polls, people would be afraid to go cast their vote? Now, if this is a fear of the police, it's not about a fear of the police at the polls. It's a fear of just fear of the police, wherever they are. So if that's the case... Should we just remove police to allay the fear of those that are afraid of police for whatever reason? 1-800-283-101.5. If you've been intimidated by police as you vote, if a police officer intimidated your vote and you went and you, you know, proper channels complained about it, filed charges, whatever, accused I can't see like today if somebody actually did that. Somebody's uh, a vote is being intimidated by a police officer, and that person, you know, you go to the police station, you charge that officer. Of course, you know, maybe you'd be afraid to do that. But you go to the press. God, you go to social media. Every celebrity, you know, you could find yourself booked on Kimmel. I mean, you never know what could happen. Uh, I'm going to be with Ariel Elias, by the way. Uh, who the one who had the beer can thrown at her at Uncle Vinny's. Uh, we're going to be December 16th at Catch a Rising Star. It's just the celebrities react to everything because they want to jump on the bandwagon. They want to get their name out there. They want to get the brand out there. So, I mean, it makes no sense to me. But if there are people out there who are afraid to vote, if there's a police officer at the polls, please let me know and tell me why. John's in Jackson on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, John. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Listen, I heard the other guy mention about as far as where he grew up and so on. Well, I can speak to that. You know, uh, I'll say similar background, but I got nothing to fear about cops. I'm a minority. I'm Hispanic. Okay. I grew up in a neighborhood where everybody, you know, uh, knew everybody. A little rough. But you know what? If there's a reason why you're afraid of a cop, there's a reason for it. That's on you. Like you said, you can vote by, by mail and you have options. But I like to see a cop, you know, at least hold an order because without it, there's some kind of anarchy, you know. And well, I'd yeah. rather avoid that, you know. It's different times. 
And uh, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to, I don't, let's uh, put it this way. If there's trouble, I never call cops. I call for absolute emergencies that I can help somebody else. But for myself, I don't call cops. I've got nothing against them. But I do like their presence and I respect them, period. Well, I mean, again, it's, it's the idea that what is the problem with them being there and the idea that they would intimidate, it would be voter intimidation uh, by police just makes no sense. And that's the thing that, you know, that just makes me shake my head. Joe, John, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. We have another John in Wall on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, John. Hey, Steve. Hey, I just want to say one thing. I will go down and vote no matter what at the polling places. Right. And police presence or non-police presence. This is America. Yeah. This, we don't do this here. We just don't. I mean, I've never in my life heard of police officers intimidating someone over their vote, especially now. Yes, sir, I agree. I, I turn around. What I do is I go and I just turn around and I just keep watch and I just turn as I walk. If the police are there, the police are there. They're not bothering me. Uh, who's even thinking about it? John, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. And I think that, you know, if, if nothing was said, nothing was done, I don't think anyone would notice. You know, I, I, I vote in a small town. I don't see a police officer there. If I were voting in a big town and I saw a police officer, it wouldn't even phase me. Okay. Uh, you know, if I went into a bank, I see a police officer. Like, oh, my God, I'm afraid to put the money in the bank now because the cops there. No. But we are where we are. And why are we here? 1-800-283-101.5. Very, very simple question. I'm going to take this to the top of the hour then. Should there be a police presence? Better yet, should police officers be allowed at New Jersey polling places? 1-800-283-101.5. Jominski and Point five. Steve Trevelis. Trevi tomorrow night. Music, movies, television, New Jersey. New Jersey 101.5. Gemini be here with the, with the band. Uh, all right, so... Should police be allowed at polling places? I don't understand why this is a problem, but apparently it is. So uh, nine months ago, they passed a law saying, uh uh-uh. Now they're thinking of uh, changing to let the police back at the polling places, at least uh, schools and senior centers. How do you feel about the idea? Got a Twitter poll up, 134 votes. Uh, 59% say yes, 41% say no. Apparently, uh, some people are afraid that the police will intimidate those who would go out to vote. Connie's in Forked River on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Connie. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Um, I called in with two different things from a different position than uh, someone voting. I've worked the polls for the last few years right. um, for the primary and the general elections. And with all the carryings-on that go on, I had two separate instances where I worked, it happened. The first one uh, involved uh, voters who were um, got out of hand and carrying on yelling and just causing a general disturbance. Right. And uh, so the person in charge had to call the police to come in and get them under control because they were disrupting the whole polling place. Now, had a police officer been there, Chances are the per- the people who wanted to cause the ruckus would not have done so, and that would have made it for an easy experience for those coming in to vote. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. So exactly. instead, they in the time it takes for the police to respond, people are put in that uncomfortable situation. Yes. Yeah. I I just yeah, don't. All right. Now, how long have you been working the polls? Uh, I would say about five years now. Have I you, love it. Have I you, really do. Okay. Have you ever seen a situation of a police officer intimidating someone coming to cast their vote? No. No. Mm-mm, not at all. And I've worked at different locations around Ocean County. Mm-hmm. So I've seen, you know, a sampling of, of things. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Of, you mean, people being... Uh, Intimidated by the police the when they come to the, cast their vote. No, not really. No, people seem to look, uh, you know, people down here where I, I live in Forked River. Right. But I've worked uh, on Long Beach Island. I've worked in Tom's River. And it's 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 a comforting thing to see. And everybody else, you know, everybody's throwing glances here and there. And uh, it's uh, uh, people like it. They yeah. do. The police aren't scoring down here. They're a, a good force in our community. All right, Connie, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Yannick Wood is director of the Criminal Justice Reform Program at the New Jersey Institute for Social Justice, said all those concerns were considered when the existing law was written. The current law is a good law. It addresses concerns from black and other voters of color who had concerns about going to voting sites because of law enforcement presence. Why would anybody have a concern about going to a voting site because of a law enforcement presence? It doesn't make any sense. Are you afraid to go vote because a police officer could be at the polls? In that case, that's your problem. Not mine, nor the police officers. Again, you know, if anything, it shouldn't even make a difference if there's a police officer there or not. But if there is a problem and you need a peace officer, you'd want a police officer there. And you're talking about, you know, and again, it depends on the situation, depends on the town, depends on um, the size of the crowd. And again, relationships. Having police officers at schools where polls are and kids could see the police officer, not be afraid of the police officer. I think that's a good relationship to build on for the rest of both their lives. Trusted. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelyse. You and me at 11 o'clock tonight talking all things Jersey. What else have we got to do? Seriously, on a Tuesday night. There's no more This Is Us. Oh, God. That, remember that show that lasted? Uh, the first year of This Is Us was good. And then... That's me doing the sound of the end of a wily e. coyote when he goes off the cliff, right? Uh, but anyway, I'm not a big uh, James Corden fan. I say that because uh, I think that I, I like the idea. I like. I, I was a huge Craig Ferguson fan. I thought Craig Ferguson did one of the best late night shows ever. And I read his book, uh, An American Imperfect, I think it's called. And um, he talked about when he got the show 
and he went to Howard Stern, and Stern said, make it your own, and he did, and I loved it. And uh, give yourself a treat one night. Watch Craig Ferguson's last Craig Ferguson show. It was incredible. And it was Letterman that gave him the job, and yet he, uh, at his last show, had Jay Leno on. <laughs> it was like a Letterman foe. But anyway... Corden got the job, and Corden has some great ideas. I love the car karaoke. Uh, nice guy, innovative guy, but I thought that like uh, his politics were way on the left. And if you're going to work in late night, if you're going to work in entertainment, and you're not on the left, pretty much you can't work. Um, that's why Jimmy Kimmel flipped. That's why a lot of late-night hosts flipped, and that's why Corden flipped. And if you ever want to see, like, Corden's kiss-ass interview of Cory Booker, will make you throw up. But that's my opinion. But doesn't mean that I agree with what happened to James Corden. James Corden had a bad day. You know, James Corden went into a restaurant and uh, ended up getting himself barred from the restaurant. And the name of the restaurant is Balthazar. I could tell you the story. Uh, in fact, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to tell you the BuzzFeed story that came out. And the BuzzFeed story, James Corden, headline, James Corden has been banned from famous New York City restaurant Balthasar, and the owner explained why. I'm going to let Corden pick it up from here, from his show, I think, was last night. If it's okay, I, I would share with you what happened. So a couple of weeks ago, I was in New York with some friends, and... We went for breakfast at one of my absolute favourite restaurants. It's a place called Balthazar, and I genuinely, I love it there. I love the food, the vibe, the service. If I lived in New York, I'd go every day on the proviso that, you know, they would let me in. So, <laughs> we sit down, we ordered, and my wife explained uh, that, that she has a, a serious food allergy, right? So when everybody's meals came, my wife was given the food that she was allergic to. But no, she hadn't taken a bite of it or anything. No worries, we sent it back, all was good. As her meal came wrong to the table the third time, in the heat of the moment, I made, I made a sarcastic, rude comment, right, about cooking it myself. And it is a comment I deeply regret. Like, I understand the difficulties of being a server. I worked shifts at restaurants for years. I have, I have such respect and I value anyone that does such a job. And the team at that restaurant are so great. That's why I love it there. The restaurant manager and the server, they were lovely. They were lovely. They brought out four glasses of champagne as an apology. But we were like, that's not necessary. We don't need it. We'd had a great time. Even for me, it was too early to start drinking. So, <laughs> but here's the truth of it, right? Because I didn't, because I didn't shout or scream, like I didn't, get up out of my seat, I didn't call anyone names or use derogatory language, I've been walking around thinking that I hadn't done anything wrong, right? But the truth is, like I have, I made a rude, com rude comment, and it was wrong, it was, it was an unnecessary comment, it was ungracious to the server. So last Monday, the owner of the restaurant had heard what happened, and uh, he Instagrammed that I was banned from his restaurant for two offences. One was a meal that I, I think was back in 2014 when I sent a dish back that had hair in it. And the other was last week, right? So when I read this post, I, I, I immediately, I got hold of his phone number. I called him straight away and I told him how upset I was 
I was upset, how, how, how upset I was that, that anybody was, was hurt by anything that I had done and anything that I had said. And we had a good talk. He appreciated the call. I was happy that we got to clear the air and I felt like we dealt with it privately. Okay, now that was Corden on Monday night. Now, last week, and I mentioned this last week when it was happening, BuzzFeed writes this article. Uh, if you're a BuzzFeed fan, BuzzFeed, here's the headline. James Corden has been banned from famous New York City restaurant Balthasar. The owner explained why. And uh, it goes into basically what he had said. Restauranter Keith McNally, who owns the New York City restaurant Balthasar, recently posted on Instagram. The comedian is effectively banned from the bistro. He calls uh, James a tiny cretin of a man, claims he was the most abusive customer to my Balthasar service since the restaurant opened 25 years ago. Went on to detail how two recently alleged examples of how uh, James had treated Balthasar's waitstaff. and on and on and on and on and on. Okay, now, uh, I don't want to belabor this, okay? But here's, the, here's where I have the problem. At the very end of the story, right, the last paragraph, update, in a follow-up Instagram post, Keith claims that James called to profusely apologize for his behavior, and the ban has now been lifted. Having effed up myself more than most people, I strongly believe in second chances, he wrote. Later adding, so come back to the five and dime, Jimmy Corden, Jimmy Corden, all is forgiven. So now, if they can run the story, I mean, this, this whole thing is about page views. BuzzFeed wanted to get the page views condemning James Corden being banned from the restaurant. He's been banned from the restaurant, so Corden's a bad guy. And if they can write, the, if they could put the disclaimer at the end of the story that he has since apologized, all is forgiven, why wouldn't that be the story? You know, you always hear about, you know, the, the bad news is on page one, the retraction is on page 58. Well, if you could put that paragraph at the end of the story, why would you then run the story? Like, wouldn't the story now be Corden apologizes for uh, giving uh, Balthasar people a hard time? And wouldn't that be a news story? Or is it just about getting page views? Is it just about getting clicks on the old story? And if that's the situation, then how do you trust news? I mean, 1-800-283-101.5. couple of questions here. Number one, do you believe, do you agree with me? You know, like BuzzFeed or any of these places, when they print the retraction at the end and completely change the narrative, should that be the story? Are you really burying the lead all the way down on the bottom? How do you feel about the way that was handled? Whether or not you like James Corden, I'm not, cra- I'm not a fan. I'm not crazy about the guy. But I just feel that the guy got wronged here. And number two, have you ever had, as a server, a bad experience with a restaurant, with a customer? Next week is National Restaurant Week, uh, Jersey Shore Restaurant Week, and they have all kinds of deals at the Jersey Shore. And uh, if you go on my uh, nj1015.com post, you're going to see some great places. Jersey Shore restaurants and what to order when you get there. And uh, I guess number three, I'd like you to add to that. Give me a Jersey Shore restaurant, a great Jersey Shore restaurant, and what you would recommend if anyone were to go there. Okay? So you got three things to work with. 1-800-283-101.5. Your thoughts on the James Corden story, should they have led with the apology or should they just bury him and put the apology at the end? Have you ever had a bad experience in a restaurant? Uh, either with a server 
or you uh, or if you're the server with a customer. Tell me the story. Worst experience you ever had. Did they bail themselves out by at least giving you a tip? Did they later call to apologize? Or did they just stiff you? And that's it. And while we're at it, give me your best Jersey Shore restaurant and what you would recommend that if we was to go to your best Jersey Shore restaurant, 1-800-283-101.5. Now, the Jersey Shore restaurant part should be easy. I got a list of them as well. If you go to nj1015.com, you're going to see them. But uh, if you're a server, I would love to hear your experience there. You know, have you ever had a situation? Maybe somebody's coming in, they're having a bad day. You don't know what's going on. And then you, no matter how much gruff grief they're giving you, you have to smile and take it. And that has got to be one of the worst experiences ever. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. This is New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. On the car. New Jersey 101.5 presents the Town Hall on Superstorm Sandy 10 years later. Tomorrow night at 7, join news anchor Eric Scott and chief meteorologist Dan Zaro. We'll look back at Superstorm Sandy and we'll look forward to asking New Jersey top experts if we're ready to be stronger than the storm. The New Jersey 101.5 Town Hall on Superstorm Sandy 10 years later. Tomorrow night at 7, watch it on nj1015.com or listen on your radio or our free app you have to check out. I was on the air while that whole thing was going on and I put on nj1015.com the night the night I was on the air for Superstorm Sandy what it was like alright uh, here's what we're talking about uh, James Corden uh, gave a server a bad time at a restaurant in New York called Balthasar and uh, was written up by BuzzFeed and at the very very end after they trashed the guy for the entire article they print that he has since called the restaurant and apologized and the owner forgave him when you lead with that so there's your thoughts on that, your thoughts on uh, you've had a bad experience as a server in a restaurant, and also, uh, if you want, give me a good Jersey Shore restaurant that you liked uh, and what to get there. 1-800-283-101.5. Paulina is on Route 78 on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Paulina. Hey, how are you doing tonight? Good. How are you? I'm good. I just got off from work, as a matter of fact. And the other day we were packed. It's a, like a pizzeria restaurant. Uh-huh. And every table was full. I was the only server. And the guys that are making the pizzas were all answering phones. were running around like crazy. Right. I, have a, I, I ran to answer the phone because the phone kept ringing. And um, trying not to, you know, lose my customers at the tables. But um, all of a sudden I see this lady hang up the phone and come charging at me. What? And she goes, I've been on this phone for 14 minutes. I said, excuse me? I have been on this phone. I called up because I already called and placed my order, and I wanted to tell you not to cook the pizza, the slices for my sister, because she has no teeth, and she won't be able to eat them if you cook it. And I looked at her, and I said, do I look like I'm just standing around? (sighs) How dare you? I said, well, guess what? You have a sister. I just lost my mother, my father, my sister, and my brother, and Ooh. you're yelling at me over two slices of pizza. How dare you? Wow, what'd she do? Well, I have a lot of uh, regulars. They were all looking. They were all so happy. I did that because I never get like that. I'm like one of the happiest-go-luckiest servers you'll ever have. Wow. And she, her face dropped, her mouth dropped to the floor, 
and she actually went up and was nice to the guys at the front. Wow. And I said to her, you need to think twice about how you treat people. That's good. You don't know what's going on. And it's true. I wasn't lying. I did just lose everybody in my family. I'm so sorry oh, to hear you're that. You're going to yell thank you, and you're going to yell at me over a slice of pizza? How dare I don't you? understand that you couldn't, you, you wanted you, she wanted you to give her the pizza raw for her sister, that she couldn't cook it? No. No, no. Well, I guess her sister maybe didn't have teeth or something, right? And so she, she, she wanted to. I guess maybe heat it at home so it was cooked, so it wasn't crunchy. I don't know. I, that's what. There's no reason gotten. to do that. So, so should she make yeah, it up you to you, like with a tip or something? No, no, no. No tip. And I don't care if she ever comes. Well, she wasn't my customer, my personal oh. customer. I do all the tables. She should have done something I mean, for you anyway. Trying to help. She, she, she apologized. And I haven't seen her since, and that would be good enough for me. <laughs> All right, Paulina, good story. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Peter is in Lawrence on New Jersey 101.5. Hello, Peter. Well, Stephen, how are you? This must have happened to you a number of times. Who better yeah. come? Now, first of all, what do you think about the Corden situation? Where should they, should they have, like, led with that instead of trashed a guy for the entire, oh, by the way, you apologized? Well, um... I think both ends were wrong. You don't dirty your laundry on TV. Well, I mean, he had to go on TV because the whole world well, yeah. knew about it. Um, so what better place to... And he wasn't dirtying his laundry. You're basically saying, hey, I screwed up. This is me. I mean, whether whether or not he was told this is, a, this is like the best idea would be to go on and apologize. You can get out of this. Uh, and his story was a lot different from what the BuzzFeed article was. True. But the thing is that at my own place, right. I never told anybody who I was. I would just take my station. Right. I had table of four on a Saturday night. Right. Packed. That's 120, 130 people at one time. Two right. dining rooms. Okay. They wanted four orders of salmon, niswa. Right. Two cooked regular. Two well done. Okay. Not to mention they had appetizers, soup, plus salad. Okay. Now, you cannot put all four salmon in at the same time. So the salmon took too long. Right. Because not to mention the kitchen was backed up because all the orders came at once. Right. He told me to my face, did you know you suck as a waiter? Really? And what did you say to that? You're a big guy. What did you say to that? Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I just um, defused the situation. He was a dentist from Princeton. That's another reason why I don't want to go to dentists much. Oh, so you know the guy. I met him once. His, uh, he was um, a customer of uh, a fur company. I'm not going to say the name of the fur company. That's all right. That's all right. All right. But, uh, did he uh, give you, what kind of a tip did he give you? After everything was done. Right. And he went and complained to my mother. Right. And my mother went to my father. Mm-hmm. And I brought everything out. After everything was done, I got a $20 tip. 25 Was that a lot in those days or no? I in 2001, 2000, to me, that was a lot of money. That was the bill. was only uh, eighteen ninety-five. All right, so he gave you a twenty-five dollar tip on an eighteen dollar meal. Well, he, they didn't drink. 
So what was the total bill? I don't bucks? remember. I don't recall. Well, you got to figure if the salmon is $18, right? You had a yeah. Coke and an app, the maybe thing is, is that 50 bucks? I looked at him and said, I'm sorry it took so long. And I told him my name. Right. And I said, next time, you got a free meal. And he still won't give you a $25 tip, huh? That cheap so-and-so. All right. <laughs> well, okay, I get it. Peter, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. I think Corden got screwed in that deal. I think, like, BuzzFeed, if you're going to print the entire story trashing the guy mm-hmm. and end with a paragraph, oh, by the way, <laughs> uh, did you hear this? Oh, the Corden uh, no, you, you know, You know the story, right? Yeah. Okay, but the last paragraph in BuzzFeed, uh, which, which gets me about this, is here. In a follow-up Instagram post, Keith claims that James called to profusely apologize for his behavior. The ban had been lifted, having effed up myself more than most people. I strongly believe in second chances. Uh, later adding, come back to the five and dime. Jimmy Corden, Jimmy Corden, all is forgiven. Wouldn't that be the story? Instead of running the entire long track, you know, you trash the guy. Oh, by the way, you apologized. Yeah. Why would you need to run, right? Once you have that, now you no longer need the other one, right? Well, there's also been a lot of, uh, you know, he has a past history of maybe not being, you know, the kindest. So oh, he may be probably... a total douchebag, but I'm yeah. just saying for this story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I think that like when, if, if you're going to write that, then that's your new story. Yeah. Right? I think that would replace the old one. Hmm. That's a yeah. good point. As far as Corden goes, I'm not crazy. But I was a big Ferguson fan. You ever oh, Craig my gosh. I love Craig best. Ferguson. He was the best. He did, of all the late night shows, he did the best one. Did you ever see his last show? I don't think I saw his last show, no. Do yourself a favor. Yeah? Do you, go, go pull it up on YouTube. Craig Ferguson's last show. Oh, wow. Uh, it's it's amazing. 930. Now, the latest New Jersey news from... The Jersey weather also brought to you by Guaranteed Service. Leaking water heater, clogged toilet, or your heating system not working, you'll always be in good hands with Guaranteed Service. For a limited time, tune up your heating system for only $77. Guaranteed no breakdowns for the entire winter. 1-800-GUARANTEED or GuaranteedService.com. By 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. You know, it's very, very difficult when you own a business at the Jersey Shore because uh, you only really make money for a few months out of the year. I know this because, as you know, I've owned two businesses at the Jersey Shore, restaurant-wise, uh, Coffee.Comedy in Seattle City and uh, The Daily Grind in Ocean Grove. And when they're waving goodbye on Labor Day, they are waving goodbye on Labor Day. And the towns do everything possible, trying to keep, uh, trying to get people to come back, trying to come up with different promotions, one of which will be next week, Jersey Shore Restaurant Week. From November 5th to the 13th, 65 restaurants from Keyport to Seaside Park are going to participate in this 10-day event. Uh, the first one started, General Slow's article, the first one started in November of 2009, drew 56 restaurants, and uh, Chairman Jim Flynn said it was created to help restaurants in two traditionally slow times of year for them, which is November and April. So let's help them out. I put this post at nj1015.com, and I want to get your opinion on it, right? Where are the best restaurants? What is your favorite Jersey Shore restaurant. If you were going to recommend a Jersey Shore restaurant to someone, which restaurant would you recommend? What would you recommend they order when they get there? 
1-800-283-101.5. You know, part of the fun of going down the shore in the summertime is uh, thinking about the place you're going to eat when you get there. And a lot of times you go down and you have your favorite restaurant and you haven't been down there, you know, since last summer and you can't wait to taste the she crab soup from, uh, you know, Crab Trap. You know, you can't wait to taste uh, the mango and mango pizza or slice of red, slice of white. You know, uh, the playoff, the pizza that went to the playoffs with the Phillies. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Now, take advantage of this. Uh, if you want to plug your restaurant, this would be a good time to do it. 1-800-283-101.5. If you were going to recommend a New Jersey Shore restaurant to someone, and every what's great about the Jersey Shore restaurants, you know, they're mom-pop places. You know, they're, they're not national. They're not chains. If you want to go with a chain, I'll listen. But it's all about, you know, the recipes, the old school recipes, grandma's recipes, great grandma's recipes that have been passed down. And you put the best into your food. And that's what makes people come back all in-house. You know, nothing's sent out. 1-800-283-101.5. Your favorite Jersey Shore restaurant. You know, you're going to go, you're going to go for dinner at the shore. Restaurant week is next week and down at the Jersey Shore. What is your favorite Jersey Shore restaurant? And not only that, just don't give me something where anything off the menu is great. No, 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 no. You have a specific dish that you like to order when you get there. So what would you recommend? 1-800-283-101.5. This is, uh, this is the hour is going to make you hungry. You know, like if you were going to Jenkinson's and you got the sausage and peppers. But I, what I love about Jenkinson's is that long buffet. And uh, I want everything on it. And the hardest thing to do is make a decision. Because whatever you decide to eat is a whole bunch of consolation prizes. And let's see what he could add, Johnny Olsen. Oh, no, I should have got the pizza. I should have got the cheesesteak. But the sausage and peppers, out of this world. Now, I know everybody's got a recipe for sausage and peppers. But still, out of this world. John is in Piscataway on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, John. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Well, I know we're both Giant fans, so we got to be uh, riding the wave now. Oh, life is great for us, John. Life is great. I hope it stays this way. It's looking a little shaky with everybody getting hurt, but uh, life is good right now. Oh, that tight end, Bellinger, that was a really bad injury to did, his eye. Did you see that? Oh, my God. He's got a, they, they got to mandate the visors. It's crazy now. I sure hope that he comes back from that. You know, he may have a vision that might take a year or more to clear up. Who knows? Mm, God, I hope not. So what's your restaurant? It's in Point Pleasant. Right. And it's actually like as you leave Point Pleasant and you're like heading back towards the highway. Right. And called Spikes, and it's a little hole in the wall. I mean, a little hole in the wall. And when you walk in, there's a, a market right in front of you where you can buy fish, and then the restaurant where you sit down on picnic tables inside is off to the left a little bit, and there's a few small tables along the window in the front. Really? Yeah, and the lobster franchise, you know, it's uh, not lobster franchise, that flounder franchise uh -huh. with that white sauce on it. Uh-huh. 
my wife always gets, and I get the cod oregano, which is just a beautiful piece of white cod, and there's a nice crust of breadcrumbs they put oh. on the top. A little bit of spice in there, and killer potato salad to have. They give really. See, yeah, it, you never it, heard of spikes? No, but you know what? Little hole in the wall place with a fish store. You'd never believe that you'd get food that great there. You know, yeah, and, and here you are loving it. That's great. Sure, thirty-five or what, right there. But when you see the exit for Point Pleasant, and it kind of swings you around and takes you down towards the ocean, mm-hmm. it's right on the left as you're going in. All right, we're going to definitely check it out. John, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. If you were going to recommend the Jersey Shore restaurant, which one would it be, and what would you recommend we order? 1-800-283-101.5. New Jersey 101.5, Steve Trevelisse. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. Uh, Restaurant Week, Jersey Shore Restaurant Week, is going to be taking place November 4th through the 13th. It's where 65 restaurants uh, are going to give you some incredible deals on what they can do. So I'm asking you, if you were going to recommend a Jersey Shore restaurant to someone, which one would it be? 1-800-283-101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. And I, and I don't always stop there. I got to post at nj1015.com. I can get you on if you call right now. Give me a Jersey Shore restaurant that you love, that you would recommend to somebody. And, like, take it a step further. What do you order when you get there? Right? Not just anything off the menu, but if you go in some place, you've got a specific dish. Like, what's the specialty? What do they make fantastic? Better than anybody else. You know, like, uh, here I got Steve, writes Pete and Elders. Carmen's Pizza, Neptune City on Route 35, an institution, been there forever. Got the paper-thin pizza. And it's the one that, like, when you you get your food, and then the pizza is a little bit, it's on that, that, that platter, that pizza dish that sits above. It's on a little pedestal. And that sits above all the rest of the food. And you eat that along with everything else. Because you got to have the mandatory pizza pie when you order whatever it is you're going to order. And the food there is great. George is a great guy as well. The manager, he's still there. Uh, but 1-800-283-101.5. Robin gives me on Facebook, uh, Tuzio's Long Branch, old school Italian dishes. Everything is amazing. My favorite is the chicken scampi. Complimentary warm, crusty bread, delicious house salad. But you better hurry. They're going to be closing for good by the end of the year. Hate to see that. It's so hard to make it work in New Jersey, especially at the shore. Martin with the chicken and the egg, Beach Haven or an LBI. Order the hot chicken wings. Anybody want to back that up? The Crab Trap is a great place. The Crab Trap is down in Summers Point. And in the summertime, no matter when you go, you're going to wait over an hour. You go there at 3.30 in the morning. The whole shore will be deserted. There'll be a two-hour wait to get into the crab trap. It's just the way it is. Uh, as a matter of fact, there may be a two-hour wait to get into the bar to wait the two hours to get into the crab trap. Place is eternally crowded. Um, give me a call. 1-800-283-101.5. My friend Jesse Warren opening Dina's Bistro. And uh, the chicken Murphy is a big deal. Would you be naming any dish after Murphy? <laughs> An annoying dish. Meatball app is good. Uh, let's see. Taboo's, 550 Cookman Avenue. Everything here is great, especially the pizzas. And we've got, uh, let's see. 
Let me go. Let me go to my uh, to, to what I wrote at nj1015.com. The Spinini alla Romano at Spanos in Point Pleasant is incredible. It's uh, it's a it's a dish that I never heard before uh, till I went there. I met these guys uh, when I was working at the Hawk. And they had like a boss of the sauce contest. And the Spadini alla Romano is old world Italian bread stuffed with homemade fresh mozz, mozzarella, dipped in egg and baked, and then topped with a tangy lemon caper sauce. It's like nothing I have ever had in my life. And it is friggin' amazing. And Spanos is on Arnold Avenue in Point Pleasant. But if you got one, let me know. 1-800-283-101.5. The best Jersey Shore restaurants as we get ready for restaurant week. Tom and Jelly. This man knows food. Good comic. Uh, Giardinello's in Tom's River. Every dish is authentic, Italian, and delicious. Uh, I had the chicken sea bass, chili and sea bass that melted in my mouth and a huge portion compared to most restaurants. You can't go wrong. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. You want to offer up a place, the best Jersey Shore restaurant. But not only that, what do you want to order when you get there? What should we eat when we get there? What's the specialty? You know, the knife and fork in Atlantic City, lobster thermidor. That was in Boardwalk Empire they talked about the knife and fork. That has to be around for like 100 years. That may have been the first restaurant ever in Atlantic City. 1-800-283-101.5 All Jersey Every night When that moon gets a big and bright It's supernatural delight Every border was dancing in the moonlight There's a nice blend from uh, Jimmy Eats World to uh, King's Harvest there The... Um, Ah, Steve Trevelace, Kyle Forcini hanging out. It's a beautiful Tuesday night in New Jersey. Warm today. Bizarre. Did you notice that? It was like the short sleeve shirt I got on. It was like 55 degrees. Ugly, but warm. I'm going to miss the warm weather. I love, I hate when it gets to like 40 and windy. Mm -hmm. That's my least favorite time of the year. And it's just going to, you know what, I can't stand uh, when the clock goes back. Yep. I don't want 4.30 darkness, not a big fan. We're going to drive into work in the dark and we're going to leave work in the dark. It's going to be... And we spend the shift in the dark, so it works out pretty good, don't it? Yep. Uh, have you ever uh, Have you ever given money to a homeless person? I haven't. I see plenty of them when I'm driving home from work. I kind of right. go right through Trenton and there are homeless people on the side of the road asking for money. Uh, I've never you seen drive anybody. through Trenton, and that's where you see this. Yes, it's kind of like uh, by the Trenton Thunder Stadium, almost. It's it's right in that area. Right. I've never given them money, nor have I actually ever seen anybody give them money because there's a traffic light where a couple of them. Well, stand. it's really hard. Their people have territories now. Like the reason I bring this up, uh, Lakewood Township has replaced the trees, which were removed from the town square, in an effort to discourage some homeless people from congregating and sleeping in the town square. So they removed the trees. Uh, and then uh, it was picked up by national outlets, prompting outrage from many people who were upset at the decision. Uh, then eventually uh, they replaced the trees. Uh, but this was basically done to uh, get the homeless people out of there, uh, which leads me to, you know, to the question. Now, the thing about, you know, I, I could see both sides of this. I could see, like, you know, if, if the homeless people are harassing the people who are there, 
Uh, nobody should be uncomfortable walking downtown or have to worry about stepping into something, uh, says uh Lakewood Mayor Ray Coles at the time. He explained the decision saying the township received a number of complaints about homeless people harassing others in the square. Uh, but on the other side of that, you know, I've uh, there's a place called People for the Poor, an organization who raises money for the homeless and I raise money for them. And there's a story, you know, behind so many homeless people. Nobody wants to be homeless. Of course, they yeah. end up homeless uh, for whatever reason. Among those who were homeless was uh, Danny Bonaducci of the Partridge family, uh, who turned his life around. Um, but I know that, like, when I, uh, when I work in Philadelphia, uh, there's an underpass. The station was at 4th and Market. And there's an underpass by 4th and Market. And uh, Sam and I, my uh, old producer, three producers before you, uh, Sam would drive me to work. And we would take the bagels that were here, that they were left over, they were leftover bagels, yeah. and bag them up. And as I was going to work, we would stop by the homeless and give them the bagels. That's very nice of you guys. Uh, really good. You know what? Because they were, they were going to waste. Well, I didn't realize I had beat the cleaning lady to them. But uh, How appreciative of them of the bagels were they? I'm sure they were overjoyed. Well, you know what? I mean, yeah. Well, there were a couple of things. There was that, and then the other thing was uh, there was a, the receptionist down there was part of an after-school program with kids in Northeast Philadelphia that just didn't get anything. And we would give them the bagels, and they would toast them and give them out, and it was great. Uh, but the point is, you know, there's usually a story. And if you've ever given money to a homeless person, or if you've ever not given money to a homeless person, tell me why or what happened. one 800 Did you ever meet and talk to someone who was homeless or maybe find out why they were homeless? There are stories that could break your heart. And then there were stories that, you know, I had a producer down, uh, down there. Uh, who told me about how we did this one time down there, we talk about it on the radio, and he said that he had, he went to dinner, and he had the leftovers. And he gets to the, you know, a guy comes to the window. So instead of money, he gives him the leftovers. And the guy says, I don't want that. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Screw you. Uh, but, you know, if you want to know, as it gets colder now, if you're looking, if you want to know, like, what to give homeless people, what they really, really want more than anything, you know what that is? What's that? Socks. You have socks that you're going to get rid of. Hmm. Uh, keep a pair of socks, you know, balled up under your seat. Give them socks. Socks are like gold to homeless people because it's all about keeping your feet warm. Yeah. There are people who'd rather have socks than have coats. Uh, and I found that out from dealing with uh, Caroline Schlerer from People from the Poor. Uh, Peopleforthepoor.org. But again, you know, I just want to know, 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever given money to a homeless person? Would you ever give money to a homeless person? Or if you know any homeless people, tell me about them. You know, what's your story? Uh, you know, and, and again, if somebody's haranguing you, that's a different story. You know, but but not everybody does. You know, and, and again, like those territories, like those spots, yeah. they fight for those spots. You know, and then the other question you were talking about earlier, are they really homeless? That's always my wonder, and that's not to belittle it in any way, but I do always kind of have that run through my head. Obviously, like I said, I pass by people that are out looking for money frequently, and 
I don't know if it's just the shallow way of looking at it, but oftentimes I'll see somebody and not know if they're really homeless based off of what they're wearing. Oh yeah, and that that's part of it too. Remember the story about the uh, remember the story about the guy uh, who was walking barefoot. He had no shoes, and they found out. So the police officer gives him the shoes, and it was a big story. And then they found out that the guy, uh, you know, had his own apartment. And he didn't wear the shoes because he knew that if he walked the streets barefoot, he'd get more money. 1-800-283-101.5. Robert Klein does a great bit about panhandling back in the day. Alan is in Barnegat under Jersey 101.5. Hi, Alan. How you doing, Steve? I'm good. How about you, pal? Good. I used to work in Manhattan, and whenever, like I said, I'd pack the lawns and pack waters when I was ever leaving. If I saw someone, they were asking for money. Right. I'd always ask, I was like, you want a water? And they'd be like, some said no, so I'm like, all right. And others said yes, and when they did, I gave them like $2. You know, that's a good way to do it. Water in the summertime is huge. Socks in the winter, water in the summer. doesn't matter if it's cold, just the fact that it's wet is a big deal. Well, you'll, you'll like this one. I had one guy turn to me. I told him, I'm like, Look, I don't have any cash. I mean, it's every car. Right. And he points to the corner. He goes, there's a bank right there. Go get some money. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. Go over there and wait for me. I'll be right there. See, that, that that's over the top. That's over above. No, no, no. You don't do that. Exactly. That was that killed me. I'm like, are you kidding me? Nah, Alan, that's not right. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Anthony's in Linden on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Anthony. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. How about you? I'm good, thanks. So I, I was just listening to your, your uh, conversation here, right? And it reminded me of um, a woman that was always at our local Starbucks, and we'd sit and have coffee at night, and um, she'd always come up to the car and ask for money. And one night I gave her a dollar, and she gave it back. She says, "No, I just take five dollars or more." What? Bye-bye. $5 or more. Yep. See, that, that's... I, I grabbed it from her, and I was like, bye. That's bad. You see, that, that, that that's taking advantage. Yes, and the story was that you know, she needed money for a, a, a bus ticket to get to Portugal. To get to Portugal? Uh, yeah, on a bus. For five hours. Yeah, well, you know what? She wasn't getting it from you, Anthony. Nice who the calls in New Jersey, 101.5. Queen, hold on. I'm going to give you more time. 1-800-283-101.5. Have you ever given money? Would you give money to a homeless person? I want to hear your story. Have you ever met, talked to a homeless person? What have your dealings been with? They're, they're invisible uh, on the city streets, unless you're looking. And when you're looking... Can you believe what you're seeing? 1-800-283-101.5. Here's New Jersey 101.5. Fast traffic. 285. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. Have you ever given money? Would you ever give money to a homeless person? What have your dealings been? In Lakewood, they uh, they tore down the trees to uh, get the homeless out of the town square. Now they're replanting the trees. Uh... What have your dealings been? By the way, if you encounter homeless people this time of year, what you can really do to make them happy, keep socks, keep them old socks, new socks, whatever. Keep a pair of socks underneath your seat. 
You see somebody there begging for money, reach on there, hand them the socks. They will thank you. Also, you know, you go to the dentist, and when you go to the dentist, they give you the little bag with the toothbrush and a little toothpaste. and, and that. You're not going to use that. Keep it in your glove compartment. See a homeless person. Gold, that is, to them. Because where do you think they're brushing their teeth? Uh, they barely have money to eat, let alone try to find uh, dental work. Uh, Queen is in Morrisville, Pennsylvania, on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Queen. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Tell me. I was calling and um, pertaining to the topic about homeless people. Right. And uh, I've encountered them on a daily basis, coming and going to work. I do try my best to give back and to help them as much as I can. Right. Because you don't know what someone's going through. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I would give money. I would buy them food. And with everything that's going on, like inflation, like prices are going up. Um, I try my best to give back to the community, and I do believe that when you give, the more you give, the more you get in return. So, and I sometimes get feedbacks about, you know, some homeless people are not homeless, they're just, like, acting, but I just willingly give because you just don't know who is and who is not. You give. That's all you know. That's on you. Whatever they do, that's on them. Right. But when you give, that's why people, oh, I don't want to give money. They're going to put it in their arm. Hey, I give, you know, what you do when you give someone a gift, you can't complain about what they do with what you give them. You're just, it's out of the goodness of your heart. And you, I am, and then what do you do for a living, Queen? You make a lot of money? I am an emergency medical technician. I work on an ambulance. Okay. So you're willing to take, to share your money. You're willing to, willing to share, you know, your wealth with someone who's homeless. And that's so good of you. You know, you're not a multimillionaire. You don't just walk around handing out cash, but you're willing to part with what you do have. And that says so much about you as a person. Thank you so much. And um, I am a very, very, I'm a Christian, to be, um, by the way. I'm a Christian, and I do believe in God. And I've been blessed numerous times. Again, prior to what I said, the more you give, the more God blesses you in return. Abundant sharing. So, Definitely. I do not mind giving the people, like, whatever way I can. I do not mind at all. Well, you're a good person. Going through. Yeah, and you're making God very happy. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Mike is in Bayonne on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. Hi, good evening. How are you? I'm good. How you doing, Mike? Oh, I'm good. Um, Just wanted to make a comment about the homeless. Um, I have this lady in Hoboken who I've known for 10 years. Right. And uh, she's the sweetest person you ever want to meet. Has a little cat and a carrier on wheels. And, you know, I just, we became friends uh, in passing. And now I, I go, I make sure that she's okay just about every night, every other night, at times, especially when it's cold. They always bring, you know, blankets or towels for her cat to put in the carrier. And, you know, she's never asked me for money. Right. Not once, all the years, but. I always give her money just to make sure she has uh, money so that she gets something to eat. And she sits on the bench along Washington Street at night. She's a fixture over there. Right. Her name, her name is Annie. She's like amazing lady. Uh, she will not go to a shelter because... Dangerous. Yeah. 
Um, she would rather sit in the bitter cold with just a heavy coat on and uh, sit on the bench. And uh, the police know her over there. They, everybody looks out for her, but um, mm-hmm. she's, I guess, you know, that's a great. Like my, my special friend, I, I guess you would say. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I look out for her. And- That's really nice of you. That is really nice of you. And you know what? There, are, if you ever talk to her, there are so many people. You don't know the story. You don't know what happened. You know, there are people who had great lives. And, you know, especially with the pandemic and with all the hardship we've been through the last two years, lost everything. And now after they find themselves out on the street. And there are a lot of really sad, tragic stories. And, you know, uh, when you get to know them and you really feel for them. Mike, thanks for the call to New Jersey one. 1.5. Andrew is in Flemington. What's up, Andrew? Hey, Steve. How you guys doing, man? You know, I was in a mini depression for two days and I didn't know what it was. It's because the Yankees got crushed, you know? It could happen. Uh, They're going to be home. Well, a lot of you, the Yankees will never be homeless. That will not be their problem. Oh, hell, heck no. No, not at all. The uh, thing happened to me about 25 years ago. I was still driving the car then and I saw a guy had a sign in the summertime, I think it was, it will work for food. Right. And lucky for him, I didn't have any work to give him, but I gave him like two hot dogs and a big gulp, and I'm kind of hoping now that the guy, the guy is not diabetic, you know. I got another joke, though, for you if you want. i tell you what, hold on, hold on. Save that joke for tomorrow night, okay? This way you, you could practice it, and when we do the trevi at tomorrow night, then we'll be there. All right. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Yeah, the thing about the you don't know what you don't know when it comes to homeless people. So many people they make an assumption, um, you know, and sometimes they jump to the wrong conclusions. But there are a lot of good stories. You know, everybody's got a story, and if you open your eyes when you're walking down the city street and you see uh, what's normally invisible, uh, mostly. Socks are a big deal right now. Like I said, water in the summertime. By food. There was a story in South Jersey. A police officer uh, saw a homeless woman. He went inside to the supermarket, came out with a rotisserie chicken, and gave it to her. Have you ever, would you ever, give money to a homeless person? 1-800-283-101.5. Must be a lot in Jersey City, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I... I'm someone if I, I see someone hanging out of a restaurant or hanging out of a deli or a drugstore, you know, can I get you a sandwich? Do you want a burger? You want you know, you want some fries? Like I'm more apt to get him get him some food. You're a good guy. When you walk past the booth here, think the same thing. Oh you know? yeah. Feel free, stick your head in. Would you like a sandwich, a yeah, hamburger, I, something like that? Can I get that? you a McRib or something like that? Yeah, well, I got a week left on the McRib. <laughs> no. Oh, November twentieth. Oh, November twentieth. Yeah. We got a month on the McRib. Believe me, if you need to know how many days you you have left, <laughs> let me know. I'm your guy. We're marking the calendar. Ten thirty. Now the latest New Jersey news. New Jersey weather brought to you by my treat truck. Planning this year's corporate holiday event? Make the party extra sweet with My Treat Truck, a mobile candy truck company that brings fun and nostalgia to any event. Visit MyTreatTruck.com to reserve your date for this holiday season. They are incredible. That's MyTreatTruck.com. It's like Halloween is like just around the corner. 
I think it was this weekend, right? Monday's Halloween. Is it Monday? Monday. Monday's Halloween. Uh, we, uh, we've been talking about homeless people, and have you ever given money to a homeless person? Would you ever give money to a homeless person? Let's get to uh, Eric is in Edison on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Eric. Eric, you there? Uh, yeah, can you hear me, Steve? Yeah, I got you, pal. How you doing? Okay. Well, I'm good, Steve. How are you? Yeah, all right. I can't complain, but it's early yet. <laughs> Ask me in an hour. Well, so tell me. <laughs> yeah, I, I give to the homeless whenever I can. Um, and, you know, I try to be mindful of their needs. You know, uh, you can't assume what is better for them. You know, if, if they ask, you know, you just try to provide. You try your best. So when it comes to money, yeah, I give money. But when it comes to food, so I've been asked to buy food a couple of times, and I do that. But right. when it comes to giving food, you know, the homeless person, they don't know what's in it. You know, there are a lot of people that, you know, do things like put cigarette butts or glass oh, God, or other yeah. things. Absolutely. Yeah, you got to give. Well, you know what? You got If you're going to do it, like have pre-wrapped, you know what I mean? Or you just go in a store right, or right. give it to them. That's different. But you know what, Eric? When you give a gift, like you, if you and I are friends, you give me a gift. You don't ask me. What am I going to do with the gift? Or what am I going to do with the money? That's no longer, once you give them money, it's no longer your business. Like people say, oh, my God, if I give them money, they're going to put it in their arm. Hey, that's, that's on them. Chances are, if you give them money, they're going to eat because they're starving. Right. And, and you know, they, they wouldn't be asking you otherwise. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you're a good man. Like, you know, I, now, what do you do for a living, Eric? Uh, I, I'm actually right, Queen. I'm also an EMT. <laughs> Okay, so you see, so like, you know, you don't make a lot of money, and yet you're willing to share what you've got and help out the homeless. That's, that's, that's great. That's a tribute to you, Eric. Yeah, you know, you, you think about them, Steve. You see them all around the city, and, you know, I tend to put myself in other people's shoes. I know I would want the same thing. Well, you know, hopefully you'll never be in those shoes, and probably not, because, uh, you know, you give, and it comes right back to you. Hey, we're, we're all fighting, Steve. We're, we're all fighting in Jersey here. You got it, pal. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Are you ready? I am ready. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trev Lines. I read the news today. Oh, boy. Doctor, doctor. There's Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. Funny you should ask. So I always surf NJ.com, right? When I'm looking right. for articles or just anything in general, I'm always on NewJersey.com pretty much every day. Right. And I've always seen these articles. It's weekly. It's New Jersey is better than this state, and here's why. But I've never clicked on the article. I'm always like, why do I care about this? So I just happen to click on it, and it's 10 reasons why New Jersey is better than Idaho. Idaho. Now, there's plenty of other reasons why New Jersey is better than Idaho. Okay, but what reason did you find a New Jersey better than Idaho? Mainly, so they're, they're talking about, like, you know, Idaho's got potatoes, but New Jersey's got disco fries, this and that, which, by the way, disco fries are very good. I am a big oh, fan of disco fries. You, uh, no, new to the disco fry, huh? I actually am, yes. Okay. I hadn't had them since I, like, I went to college right. back in 2018, and I got introduced to them, I think, 2019 or 2020. I'll meet disco fry. <laughs> you ever been to the TikTok diner? Oh, my got God, some, yeah. They got some really That's good ones legendary diner. 
Parkway. Which was so close to Montclair, which was, was so nice that that famous diner that a million people have been to was so close to where I went to school. I kind of felt like I was going into this like history place every time I went in there. Of course. Um, but I just wanted to mention, it's the very first line in the article. It says, uh, they think they're better than us. And it says, by they, we mean everyone, all 49 other states who regularly use New Jersey as a punchline and have con- contributed. Idaho uses New Jersey as a punchline? According to NJ.com, they do. And it says. What, uh, what did one Idahoian say to the other Idahoian? What potatoes you're growing over there. Exactly. It Up says, our potato. notorious ranking as the most hated Go state in America. Go New Jersey's ranked as the most hated state in America. Now, by what, who? Apparently by whatever this survey says. I, it's on New We're Jersey, the most hated state in America. That's what it says. Good. Where does it badge of honor? Eyewitness News says yeah, we're the most hated state in America. It's from uh, ABC7 New York, and uh-huh. it says that New Jersey is the most hated state. And I just... We have moved off of Idaho at this point. Right? At this point, yes. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure if this was connected was to the Idaho story. But Idaho might not be saying this. Oh, this is okay. based off of New York. Oh. But... I don't see why New Jersey would be the most hated state. I just, it doesn't make any sense. I to love me. that. You know, you know what the thing about New Jersey, it's, it's not so much the most hated state. It may be the most feared state. It may be the, the, mo- the coolest state. Because you notice that New Jersey has worked its way into uh, a lot of the pop culture, right? Thanks to the Sopranos, right? New Jersey, now suddenly it's Jersey cool. Right, Hawaii Five-0 came up with it. You know, when they rebooted Hawaii Five-0, suddenly they had to make sure that one of the characters was from Jersey. You got more and more guys with Jersey backgrounds. Cobra Kai, where's Danielson? He's a Jersey guy. You know, all they, they, they do find a way. Like when you talk about Jersey, there's a toughness about Jersey. There's an attitude about Jersey. There's a, there's a, a savoir-faire about Jersey. There's a, there's a coolness about being from Jersey. When people find you are from Jersey, when you travel abroad... Uh, you know, when you leave Jersey. You do get a certain reaction. You say, where are you from, Jersey? What do they say? They kind of give you a look of, oh, you're from Jersey? Yeah, well, you're gonna, you're gonna, it is kind of like an the mob? I mean, yeah, exactly. And and cor- there's a, no, nobody says that if you're from Delaware. They go, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I kind of agree. Guy. <laughs> right? Like, exactly. It does kind of have a specific character to it, New Jersey. Like, if you're from Delaware, and I know you're from, like, I don't know what to think it's about Delaware. Cachet. I don't care. But, yeah, it's just kind yeah. of like a boring old state. New Jersey's got a little bit of that character to it. And we yeah. got, like, North Jersey versus South Jersey and yeah. all that. I think uh, it's a big deal to but, be from Jersey. According to Best Life Online, only 28% of New Jersey residents report having pride in their state. So, like, what's going Say, on here? Wait, 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 who is this? This is uh, Best Life Online. Best Life Online. What the yeah. hell is that? It doesn't have a link Best to the article, so Life it must not be Best Life Online is saying that 28%, well, maybe that's 28% of the five people they talk to. It could be. I mean, Siri, I love these, these websites. The only, the only time they can get any publicity is when they do a survey so that everybody will write about it. Uh, I don't know. As far as I know, I, I know very you, you what? You disagree with, that, the, with them saying that? Oh, yeah. I mean, wait a minute. I don't know anybody from Jersey that hates being from Jersey. They were, they're pissed off at the governor. They're annoyed about living in Jersey. But I don't know anyone that hates being from Jersey. What about you? Reliable. Bye. Steve Trevelis with the Baja Marimba band under me. Hit the horn, boys. Thank you. All right. Kyle Porcini's in here doing the news. Tomorrow night we got trivia, music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. Johnny Gemini Lombardi's going to be here. I'm pretty sure Justin Gonzalez is going to be here. 
I, uh, I gotta, I gotta start taking attendance and see who's coming when. November tenth, Double Vision's gonna be here. The Foreigner Tribute Band, who are amazing. They're going to be gonna performing be. for us I on mean, air? They're going to be performing for us. Because when, uh, who was it? Winslow when was Winslow here. was they here. They were very good. They were amazing. Very they? good. We got like a post on them. Absolutely. Justin Gonzalez is the great voice as well. Love listening he to him have, when he's in here. 33 and a third live, the Killer Queen experience. When you look at him, he doesn't. I couldn't imagine him having that voice, and then he does it, and it's just great. He's like Gomer Pyle. You watch Gomer Pyle? Jim Neighbor show. I uh-huh. watch Gomer Powell. Go, hey, Thargy, quite a Hey, sing, Gomer. Some enchanted evening. It just comes out of the blue. Yeah, exactly. And as Joe, he's a tenor, a, prof- a real live tenor. Could listen to him all day. So, what else Very is happening good. in Danus? Well, we got Halloween coming up. I heard. And you and I both know that because we've been snacking on some Halloween candy during yeah, the breaks. Munching out on the candy. Well, thank there. you to the newsroom for that. But there was oh, you an article. got it from the newsroom? Say it again. Oh, you got it from the newsroom? Yeah, don't tell them, no. Uh, oh, okay. Or, yeah, Chad, if Chad's listening, which I hope he's not, and we no, do not take your candy, Chad. Listen. No. But there's an article in the New York Post that says why letting your kids gorge on Halloween candy might actually be healthy. And so I'm, I'm all for that article. <laughs> So I was reading this, and this lady claims she's in the minority for believing that, but she lets her kids indulge on the Halloween candy however much they want without putting a cap on how much they can eat, and she says that her kids kind of tire out on it after they eat it for a certain amount of time. Yeah, sugar, how you crash her. But I guess that she's saying that, you know, after a certain number of days, she will let them do it as much as they want. And then once they're kind of, she said they kind of just crap out on it, and they don't want it anymore. There's a theory to that. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, when I was growing up, I don't remember my parents necessarily having a cap on how much I could eat. I'm sure they did, but you do kind of tire out on it. So, like, is there a method to this madness here? Like, do you let your kids eat as much when they were little? Well, you know what? Uh, It's going to be interesting now that marijuana is legal recreationally, Mm -hmm. what that's going to do to the candy of children this (laughs) year. <laughs> uh, just leave it for mom and dad right there. <laughs> Go to bed now. Go to bed. Right, goodbye, baby. Uh, yeah. Uh, my way. Wake up with only Mary Janes. I hate the Mary Janes. What was your favorite Halloween candy growing up? I'm interested. Oh, I'm enjoy anything chocolate. Reese's cups. I'm enjoy Hershey almond bars were huge. Chunkies. Uh, yeah. What I hated Mary Janes and Echo wafers. Somebody, you know, when somebody gives you Mary Janes, that's just their way of saying we really don't want you to come here anymore. <laughs> you know, but they're like when I did it, you got it was a different time though. I mean, I trick or treated in the seventies in Union City. So again, fifty kids, five years, five blocks. You know, it was yeah. massive, yeah. and and you know, like and it was it was the most densely populated city in the world. So you know. My parents go trick or treat. They had no idea where I was. I was by myself or by my friends and all. But it wasn't like adult supervision. We're going into God knows where. Yeah. But we never had any trouble. But like the old ladies, they would bake cupcakes and oh, have them at the. Good. You'd open up the door. You could smell it, and they'd take one. Or yeah. They'd make the candy apples, and they uh-huh. would like. They used to have the commercial with Kraft, and they'd show you how to like melt the caramels, and then you dip the apple in and roll it into nuts, and they would do that. Some people would have the apples with the penny inside, uh, you know. I don't do that. And then all oh, this razor blades. No, there wasn't. Uh, but you know, it depends on that. Depends on where you were. Today, you know, it's still in the suburbs. It's different because now, you know, the, That's the parents are at the, the end of the yeah. driveway and the kid goes running up the driveway. You know, we were. You know, we were just. Doing it. The best was when you would go up to a house and it just had it out on the door and it just said, take one. But oh, you're yeah. not taking one. Like, no. I hated it when there would be the person that actually handed it to you. Like, just leave the ball out and let us get as much as we want. One year. 
one year, I uh, I forgot about it. And I was living alone in the house. And they knocked at the door. And I went, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I didn't know what to do. But I had a DJ business. So what I did was I had all the promo 45s from the radio station. Yeah. I was just giving everybody 45s. <laughs> there you go. There you go. No problem. <laughs> kids didn't want my that. My neighbor in Roosevelt <laughs> remembers the day that she came to my house as a little girl, like 14, trick-or-treating, and I threw her a Bon Jovi T-shirt. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know. I, you know, David Letterman had the great line. Ah, Halloween. What a great time to clean out the old refrigerator. <laughs> All right, till tomorrow, kiddo. Let's have some fun. All Jersey. This has been the Steve Travelli Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.